What's up, you guys? This is episode number 22. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout podcast. We're talking all about how to journal, why journaling is important. I'm going to give you three steps to start a journaling practice. And at the end, I will share with you mindset hacks that you need to be a successful journaler or (laughs) someone who journals. You're not going to want to miss it. We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. All right, you guys, today we are going to be talking about journaling. Journaling is something that I've been doing from a very young age. I I started therapy when I was 12 or 13 and somewhere in there a therapist told me to journal and I started journaling from there on out and there have been times in my life where I stopped or when I fell out of practice because journaling takes commitment. It, it's a habit in the same way that you exercise or you make sure to drink enough water throughout the day. Journaling is one of those things that it takes discipline to sit down and actually write in a journal. And there have definitely been seasons in my life where I stopped doing it, and each and every time I would stop doing it, would fall off the wagon, and then I'd recognize how big of a difference journaling actually makes in my day-to-day life. And I think for me personally that the biggest value of journaling is not only releasing your thoughts or getting them out on paper, but when you write them out on paper, you actually allow yourself to feel the feelings that we often stuff down throughout the day, the feelings that we don't want to feel. And all of us do it. We do different things to not feel, to disconnect from our bodies. And I think journaling offers that opportunity to actually get the thoughts out, feel the feelings, and then heal. When you feel, you heal. And um, journaling is all about letting the feelings flow, letting the thoughts flow without judgment. But it also could be really scary to start journaling. Although it's a part of my day-to-day life now. It's something that I actively have to try at doing because I don't necessarily want to do it, especially every single day. I definitely don't want to do it. And it could be really intimidating. It could be intimidating to sit down with a blank sheet of paper and think, what the heck am I going to write about today? Or, you know, I hear that journaling is good for me, but how do I even start? What do I do? And so many questions come up and it could be really frustrating. So I I really want to give you tangible ways in this episode to actually start a journaling practice and give you different takeaways so you can start considering what could a journaling practice look like for you and how can you make it livable. So first, let's talk about the benefits of journaling. Yes, it allows you to feel, it allows you to heal, and it has been proven to decrease stress, improve your immune system, your memory, and your emotional functioning. And it gives you sacred time to actually connect with yourself and to actually consider who you really are and what the heck is going on for you. So valuable practice. 
and um, definitely helps you increase your self-awareness and increase your introspection. And at the end of the day, the better we understand ourselves, the better we could show up in life. So here is our three-step process for journaling. So step number one, make it a consistent thing. So journaling isn't something that you do once and then, oh my God, it changes your life. You journaled once for 10 minutes and everything is fine and well. And it's also not something that you do for three weeks and then magically you fall in love with it and you're just that person that sits in a coffee shop and journals. (laughs) Because I used to think that one day I would get there, but no, it's a discipline. It's a consistent thing that you have to schedule in. You have to decide when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, and, and how you're going to do it. So step number one, pick a time. Pick a time, when is your best time to journal? And it doesn't matter the time of day. I know some people are very attached to, it needs to be in the morning. Well, if you're a morning person, great. If you have five to 10 extra minutes in the morning, make make it a morning thing. But maybe the best time for you is on your lunch break. Maybe it's after work, maybe it's before bed. Who knows, but pick a time that works for you and commit to it. So that's your sacred journaling time, schedule it into your day like you would a workout or an important meeting, you're committed for those five to 10 minutes, whatever that is. And be sure to start small. You can't go from not journaling at all to I'm gonna journal for 45 minutes. Well, well, no, maybe start with five minutes <laughs> and then commit to that for a while and then grow from there. But all it takes is five to 10 minutes. Maybe you set a page limit or a page goal. That can be a little bit intimidating because then if you run out of things to write about, you you suddenly feel pressure to fill three pages and and you can't even fill a half of a page. So I think in the beginning, starting with a time goal is probably your best bet. And once you decide when you're going to do it, pick a place that is comfortable for you, that's relaxing, that you're not going to have any interruptions, that someone isn't going to barge in while you're doing it. You want it to be um, intimate time with yourself where no one's going to disrupt you. So whatever that looks like for you, disconnect. Make sure that you're not, you know, distracted during. It might it might be nice to play music, light a candle, make the space enjoyable, but um, not distracting where you're tempted to just check your phone or you start texting during or whatever that is. So truly treat this like a sacred appointment. Set the space up. And the next step is have a plan. Meaning, okay, yes, we already have a plan, the consistency plan, but then we need a journaling plan. How are you going to journal? And I think that's the thing that most people get hung up on. They don't know, well, now that I I have my candle lit, I have my music playing, like what the heck do I write about? And that could be truly intimidating because how often are you actually alone with your thoughts? Like, I don't know, even when you're in the shower, usually like you might have music playing or If you're like me, you might be checking an email in the shower. So um, it could be scary to be alone with your thoughts and to be alone with your feelings. So having a plan, knowing what you're going to want to write about. And I think especially when you first start a journaling practice, one of the least intimidating places to begin with is gratitude. So starting a gratitude journaling practice where you could go as simple as writing a list of all the things that you're grateful for. It might look like a detailed paragraph of why you're so full of gratitude in this moment. But gratitude is something that you could really go deep into and it's a great place to begin. 
and it also is a a great way to start a, a gratitude practice in addition to journaling as well. So writing all the things that you're grateful for, everything from your your home to your body, your the love and support around you, getting very detailed and granular about all the things in your life that you're grateful for. That's a great way to start a journaling practice, and I think you could easily fill up a page or fill up your five-minute block with all the things that you're grateful for. Another idea could be, and this is how I started journaling, is writing whatever comes to mind. And I still do this journaling practice to this day, and you know what? In the beginning, it often looks like, at least for me, it would look like a really long to-do list. Like I would sit down and I would say, all right, I'm dedicated to like seven minutes of journaling. And it would be a solid six and a half minutes of all the things that I have to do. Oh, hey, I didn't call this person back. I need to go here. I need to go there. And it would look like a a really organized to-do list. And um, I wouldn't look back on it after I'd write it. It was just kind of me emptying my mind of all all the things that I thought that I had to do. But eventually, after doing that for a couple days in a row, eventually deeper stuff would come out. And I would get to, like, what's really on my mind. So... Just free-flowing and writing whatever comes to mind with no expectation, no pressure on yourself. It's a great way to just rid your mind of those thoughts. Like those little reminders of, oh, hey, I didn't call this person back or I didn't follow up with that person or, oh, yeah, I forgot to pick this up from the store. Whatever it is, just letting all those thoughts out could be really freeing before you start your day. But you need to make a deal with yourself that you're not writing it to then go back and check it or like hold yourself to the standard of like completing everything on the list. So this is a a release and then it's done. So a nice writing release activity. Another practice could be sitting down with yourself and actually asking yourself questions. Like, how am I really feeling today? What is on my mind today? What is on my heart today? And going deeper with yourself. What am I worried about today? Why am I worried about that? What is working for me? What isn't working for me? And really approaching yourself with a curious mindset. Like I want to get to know myself more and I, I want to figure out where my needs aren't being met and what I could do about it. So almost sitting down with yourself like you would sit down with, with someone you love, like with a dear friend, with a, someone that you genuinely care about, you're sitting down and having that conversation with yourself. And you're doing so from the perspective of curiosity, no pressure, no judgment at whatever answers come up, but that practice could be really healing. And I will say, um, I'm kind of introducing these in the order that I think like gratitude would be the easiest, writing whatever comes to mind would probably be the second easiest. And then I would say asking yourself questions could start off very surface level, but, but as you get deeper, Um, could be more intimate and could be more of an advanced journaling practice. And I would say the last tactic I would say is the the most advanced or, or potentially the most intimidating, and that could be actually exploring your emotions and actually letting out feelings. So that could be journaling and writing all of your innermost thoughts and feelings, maybe writing an angry letter, writing a letter that you'll never send, writing an angry letter that you're going to burn, whatever that looks like, it's releasing the emotions that are deep within you, whether that be anger, shame, guilt, whatever that is, actually writing it out, letting it go, and then destroying the letter. That could be very, very healing. Now, those are the the three steps to journaling, having a, a consistent plan, 
setting a goal, and then deciding how you're going to journal. Now, your mindset, though, also needs to be in check. So that's a big part of your plan, too. And I talked about this um, a little bit earlier, but approaching it from the sense of, of curiosity. So mindfulness is all about being curious and being compassionate with yourself, not being judgmental. So we want to bring mindfulness into our journaling practice by being in the present moment, by maintaining that curiosity, and by also being compassionate with ourselves, not judging ourselves for um, feeling angry or for not having anything to say that day or for not knowing what to write about. The journaling practice isn't meant to be another item on your to-do list that you're going to obsess about or that you're going to take too seriously, or that you're going to try to perfect. It's not about being perfect with journaling. It's about showing up imperfectly and committing to the practice. Because journaling, just like yoga, just like meditation, is a practice. And being flexible with that practice. You know, some days you might journal in the morning. Some days you might journal in the evening. Some days you might journal at lunchtime. Some days your journal might be you handwriting. Some days it might be typing on the notes app on your phone. Whatever that looks like for you, that's okay. Be flexible with it. Not everyone's journaling practice is going to be pen and paper. It could be electronic. And make sure that you're you're not taking yourself too seriously because it's so easy for self-care practices to just become another item on the to-do list and to become another way to beat yourself up when you don't do it quote unquote perfectly. So keep that flexibility, keep that curiosity, and keep the um, self-compassion in check. And the most important thing I want to address is make sure that your journal is private. Make sure that you are the only person that has access to it. Make sure that it's for your eyes only. And make sure that it's it's something very special just for you. Because you want to you want to have that intimate relationship with yourself and you don't want anyone else disrupting your journaling process because then it disrupts the entire integrity of the process. So make sure that your journal is for your eyes and your eyes only. If you use an electronic means, make sure that it's password protected, it's safeguarded. No one gets access to your journal but you. And my last tip, when in doubt, Google it. There's so many different um, prompts on Google. Like you're having a day where you're, you sit down, you're ready to journal, and you have no idea what to write about. You don't want to write about gratitude again. You No thoughts are coming to mind. You have no angry letters to write. Well, just Google it. Google, what are some journaling prompts? What are some self-discovery journaling prompts? And you'll get a ton of answers and... That's going to help you stay committed. So never use, I don't know what to write about as an excuse because Google has the answer for you. And that's probably my answer to many things in life. Just Google it and see what it says. And um, really stay committed. Stay committed to your journaling practice. It takes time. And it's not always going to feel good and do it. But the benefits are immense. And you will notice a difference. You will begin to understand yourself better. You will notice yourself showing up differently and make it a habit. So this is truly an act of self-love, an act of commitment to self by showing up and doing this. And this is a wonderful way to increase your self-awareness. So get journaling. I hope you found these tips useful and I will see you in the next episode. 
Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.